0: and now the national bohemian brewing company proudly presents the i see what you did there release timing award this week's trophy goes to het nysvlak for publishing an article near hours before the season opening bike race that bears their name that offered no new information save revealing that one of the favorites for that event had at least been kind of linked to a months-long ozone doping investigation normally the beginning of the race season is when we finally get to stop this speculative garbage posting, but hey, it's not hard for me to stay fired up about Ian Stannard from Sky winning a four-on-one battle against Eddick's Quickstep at Umlopet Nisblat. It's the sort of thing that doesn't happen very much, but we also have a lot of recent data points suggesting the Het-Niesblatt finish stretch is kind of deceptive. Standard's 2014 win came from a long way out and also wasn't expected, and in the women's event, Bulls-Dolmans' Ellen Van Dyke seemed pretty confident of her chances in the two-up kick against Rabo livs Anna van der Breggen, even with a lot of rested Bulls-Dolmans' teammates in the group behind her. But it didn't work out. It's alright though, the Emerging Classic's super team did manage the win at Lus Samin out of a small group kick, courtesy of new acquisition Chantel Bloch. It also probably helped that 2nd place Emma Johansen of Orica AIS and 3rd place Vanderbregen had, I'm pretty sure, been set up and then hung out to dry by Block's teammate Megan Guarnier in a late 6-rider move. No such redemption at Lusamin for Itik's quick step, I'm afraid. They let out a little slow, left it a little late, and Lotto Sudol's Chris Buchmans got the drop on them. But hey, Mark Cavendish did at least show some vintage calves skills navigating a very rough-and-tumble sprint at Kerner brussels Kerna to chase down Kutush's Alexander Kristoff in the closing meters, something that is not easy to do. I suppose, while we're still riding high on the stoke of spring racing, that I should mention today's episode is sponsored by Eleven Gear Cycling, purveyors of fine clothing products such as this very t-shirt, in addition to other useful and well-thought-out gear. For example, this titanium crash tag, which is useful both for opening trailhead beers and for conveying useful information to any first responders who might find my dazed or unresponsive body. You can peruse all of their offerings or create and purchase your own from their website at 11gear.com. But yeah, that other stuff. I guess I should start by asking, in a self-congratulatory way, if the UCI's announcement that they're trying to revoke Astana's license really counts as news if I called it more than two months ago. But, like, obviously it is news, especially when more information has appeared in Le Keep, or should I say leak Keep, saying that the Astana team now has until March 20th to present a defense as to why they shouldn't lose their license. This means Astana could disappear well ahead of the season's first Grand Tour, something Oleg Tinkoff thinks is pretty bad. But, like, he's not even a billionaire anymore, so why do we care what he thinks? The ASO announced today that they would be fixing cycling with data, I'm sorry, did I say the ASO, I meant dozens upon dozens of social media accounts vaguely affiliated with the ASO, and spoiler alert, they all think it's gonna be awesome. Well hey, that's cool, I like data, but how are they gonna use it? No, don't you see? Now there's data! I'm personally looking forward to the ASO and Vallon's Magic Bullet Mexican standoff, now that they each have a blanket technological fix for the sport, that barely anyone outside of Europe can see. Along those lines, Inner Ring wrote up a straightforward piece on VPN usage yesterday. It spells out the ins and outs of usage very succinctly at a level that people who can remember not having a computer in the house will understand. But I think it overlooks some deeper implications, like that VPNs prove people can actually compete with pirate feeds. They're free, but they also kinda suck. If someone would rather watch a blurry, jittery, unreliable, mangled aspect ratio box on some random website than pay money for your product, it's probably time to find a new line of work. VPNs also show that people will pay money to access cycling. I've been paying for a VPN service since early last year, and I've been nothing but happy with it. Yes, there are some free VPNs like Ola, but once you've experienced the throughput of a nice paid product, there really is no going back. Plus, Ola is... Probably stealing your data most importantly VPNs show that broadcast rights are finally becoming a dead concept and that's kind of how it should be Facebook didn't beat myspace because they outbid them for the rights to various regions they won because their product was just better and in a market where a recalcitrant monoglot such as myself will actively seek out foreign coverage There's definitely room for some product improvements, but yeah, I mean maybe the data will fix everything I'm Cosmo Catalano, and that was The Week in Bike.